Welcome to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Lueda Roshka, your host. I am excited about the word of the Lord today, about God's goodness, and we're in the wonderful Christmas season to celebrate Jesus. He is the reason for the season. I have Don Kennedy with me. Hello, Don. Hello, Lueda. <laughs> Uh, we are excited about what God is doing and that we get to come and talk to y'all every week. That's a pretty high responsibility, but honor and, and a joy. fun. Yes, it's fun. I love doing it. I love it. I love it. And of course, you guys know that's been watching for very long. I love the word. No. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. Never guessed. I love the word. So today we're going to be talking about stirred up. Ever been stirred up? I've been stirred up a few times in some things in ways I shouldn't have been stirred up where I let my emotions get away with me and (laughs) got out of control, had to repent, you know, and all that stuff. And uh, so there's a good stirring up and then there's a not so good stirring up. We're going to go for the good one. Let's go for the good one today. It's actually in the word. Okay. So if you got your Bible, uh, get it out and turn to Haggai chapter one. And uh, like I said, we're going to be talking about being stirred up. So the book of Haggai is written by, obviously, the prophet Haggai. And he's given a message to Zerubbabel. He's the governor. Joshua, the high priest, for all the people. So it is a collaboration of the prophetic anointing, the priestly and political leadership, or princely anointing. So it's things happening in the spirit, uh, things happening uh, on the, in the natural. And so uh, in my new Spirit-filled Bible commentary, it says a unique collaboration of the prophetic, priestly, and political leadership and seeing that God's will is is accomplished in his people. Now, Lord, I pray that over the United States of America, that there would be a unique collaboration of the prophetic, priestly, and political leadership in seeing that your will is accomplished in this nation, in your people. Yes, Lord, let it be so. So again, it's a collaboration between the prophet, the priest, and the governor. Um, So let's go to uh, Haggai 1, and we're going to start with verse 2. This is the Lord's first message. It says, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says, So he's saying this is what the people say. This people says, The time has not come that the Lord's house should be built. They made up their mind. It's not time to build the house of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ooh, buddy. You know, God has a way of getting right down to the root of a problem, the issue in our lives, the issues in the natural, the issues in the spirit, in our thinking, in the desires of our heart, and in our emotions. I know he does that with me. Yeah, he, Thank doesn't God. Beat a, he doesn't beat around the bush, does no, he? He, just says, <laughs> he goes straight to the core. Right. Here's what we're dealing with, folks. Here's what we're dealing with. You're saying it's not time to build the house of the Lord or the temple of the Lord. Uh, just spoiler alert. Let's go ahead and go there. Who is the temple now? Me. We are. Mm-hmm. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So he's saying, is it time for you to build yourself or your own house and not build the temple or the house of the Lord? Is it time to build the flesh and not the spirit? 
That's my Man, Luita, why don't you start off heavy right away? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Bam! <laughs> but, I mean, but really, I'm reading it straight out of the word, folks. Don't, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> now, therefore, says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. I just love that. I mean, three words. Consider your ways. Hmm. Just think about that. I love the fact that God gives us the opportunity to consider or think about our ways. In the Amplified, it says, Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways and set your mind on what has come to you. Now, that's a good word right there for any situation, any backdrop of your Mm -hmm. life, Mm -hmm. any issue. Consider your ways and set your mind on what has come to you. Mm. What was your part? Yeah. Don't worry about blaming somebody else, right? What was your part? What did you put mm-hmm. into it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what are you getting out of it? Right, exactly. It's not my husband's fault. It's not my kid's fault. It's not my mother-in-law's fault. It's not anybody else's fault. If there's something that needs to change, I got to start right here. Yes. And not blame someone else. That's why he says, consider your ways, not their ways <laughs> not your neighbor's ways right <laughs> consider your ways dang it oh, man. <laughs> lord did you have to say that <laughs> a lot of times i consider my husband's ways <laughs> yeah we do that as wives a lot don't we yes i know Cannot i possibly know. be us in any way <laughs> oh thank god they still love us that's <clears throat> right okay so consider your ways all right now let's keep reading let's go down to verse seven it says it again. He says it again. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. If the Lord says it twice, he really wants you to get it. So in the Amplified, the, the neck, that verse says, consider your ways, your previous and present conduct, and how you have fared. I don't know why I'm finding this funny, because it's really not, but I just think about myself. Mm-hmm. Consider your ways, Lueda. Your previous and present conduct and how you have fared. Fair. Now, I know God is gracious. He's merciful. He's forgiving. But he's, and he, he washes us. It's under the blood. But he's also gracious and merciful enough to say, okay, let's not go back there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Consider your ways and how you have fared. Or I'm hurting and I can't, I can't move. Well, because I couldn't put down the cheeseburger or the Dr. <laughs> Pepper or whatever it is, right? Consider my ways. I mean, if we're going to meddle, we ought to meddle you, you that, all the way. You said that because I had a hamburger. For I know. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well go deep if we're going to consider our ways. <laughs> That's not. No. No. Have your way, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. listening. <laughs> okay, verse 7. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Consider your ways, your previous and present conduct, and how you have fared. Haggai chapter 1, verse 7. So, it means set your mind on your ways. It's not to look at them and say, oh my gosh, condemnation, shame, guilt. It's, oh, that's the way I should continue going, or no, that's not the way I should continue going, mm-hmm. and make a decision based on considering your way. So he's not just saying, Don, consider your ways to no avail. Consider your ways just to lose sleep. Right. He's saying, consider your ways and what's your plan of action? Right. What is the action item that follows up the consideration? That's good. What is the action mm-hmm. item that follows up the consideration? Well, and he also doesn't always ask you to change everything all at one time either, right? right. It's just like throwing a stone in the... 
in the lake and watching it skip across, but it makes a, a bigger ripple. You know, so little adjustments make big ripples. They down sure the, do. Down the way, but we got to be willing to make an adjustment. Yeah. Amen. And find our plan of action, just right. like you said. So remember the subject of what we're talking about here, too, is that they were to rebuild the temple. They were neglecting the temple, mm -hmm. which is the reason they were there. They were the exiles that had returned home, and their mission was to rebuild the temple. So they had gotten away from that mission, from that vision, mm -hmm. from that task, that, that assignment. Their passion. Th their passion. Mm -hmm. And so, and we'll get into a little bit of why. But so that was what God was saying, consider, consider, consider what, what were you brought here to do? To build my house or to build your house? But you know, the best way to build your house is to build God's house first, first. right? And so he says in verse eight, go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple that I may have pleasure in it and be glorified. So let's look at that symbolically, okay? Let's go up, go up to the mountain of the Lord, go up higher. Let, let's come up and bring back. So when we go up in the presence of the Lord, like Moses would go up on the mountain, when we go up in the presence of the Lord, we always come down with something. <laughs> when we go up into the presence of the Lord, we come out and we come down with something of substance. He says, build and bring back wood and build the temple, build the house. You know, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Know, know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You house God. You carry God. Mm -hmm. You are a house made without hands, a living house of God. That why does he want you to build the temple that he would have pleasure in it? You mean I can build something that would bring him pleasure? Absolutely. My That's what we're here for. Pleasure? Yeah. Wow. How cool is that? <laughs> that is so awesome that God takes pleasure in our temple and in, in living and abiding and remaining in us and us carrying him, us presenting him to the people. I love it. I love it. I love it. And what else did he say besides that? And be glorified. And be glorified. He wants to be glorified here on earth because when he's glorified, everything changes. You know, when, when the glory of God comes, when the, when the weighty, heavy presence of the Lord comes, it changes whatever it comes in contact with, whoever comes in contact with it. He wants to be glorified in mm -hmm. and through us. How neat is that, that we can carry the glory of God? I keep telling the Lord, I want to see your glory. I want to walk in your glory, and I want to give you glory. Mm -hmm. I want to I receive your presence, your heavy, weighty presence. I want to walk in it, but I want to give it out. Mm -hmm. I want to experience it, but I want to give it out. That he can give others hope for it. Yes, yes. yes. He's available. Yes. And, and not just a, a casual acquaintance or just a, a passing touch, but a living and abiding in it. Lord, help me. That's what I want to mm -hmm. do. I want to live and abide in the glory and the presence of God and, and house that and give it away. Mm -hmm. Give him away. Give him away. Make him famous. Yes, make him famous. It's not a kingdom for us. No. It's his kingdom. Ooh, glory to God. I'm getting all excited about this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what did he say? Considering what you've done, he's telling them you neglected my house, but beautified your own. And then he says in verse eight, consider what you should do. Build God's house. What should you do? Build what God said to build. Do what God called you to do. What is the assignment? What is the task? You know, and, and uh, John 17, four, the message says, um, I have glorified you on earth by completing down to the last detail what you've assigned me to do. That is, that is my new verse right there. John 17, 4, the message, I have glorified you on earth by completing down to the last detail what you've assigned me to do. 
So that I keep speaking that I pray that I meditate on it because I want it to be so. So it's coming, it's coming into mm-hmm, existence. Mm-hmm, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's coming into being. I'm I'm declaring that, and so I declare as I declare it, it will manifest because that's my prayer. It's my desire. It's the word, just like it was Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I have glorified you on earth. You know, by finishing what you called me to do. Jesus, you know, I, Jesus was saying, "I lo, I here I come in the volume of the book that was written of me." And so we want to do that. So he said, "Consider your ways. You neglected the house of God, but built your own." What should you do now? Build God's house. And then we talk about the results. And let's skip on down, Don, to verse 12 of Haggai chapter 1. And we're going to talk about the results of that that obedience or considering your ways. Then Zerubbabel, the the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Jehoshaphat, the high priest with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God. And the words of Haggai the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent him. And the people feared the presence of the Lord. They were going to do what God said. Uh, they, I'm going to read that part of that out of the Amplified. They listened to and obeyed the voice of the Lord their God. Listen to this. Not vaguely or partly, but completely. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes, Lord. Let, let my obedience not be vague or partly but complete obedience, mm-hmm. according to the words of Haggai the prophet. Since the Lord their God had sent him, and the people reverently feared and worshipfully turned to the Lord. So what that says to me, when you get a word from the Lord, when you have a no-so in your gut, in your spirit, in your belly, confirmed word, this is the assignment on my life for my entire life, and this is the assignment on my life for today. This is This is the overall vision but this is how i walk it out today when you get a word from the lord don't do it vaguely don't do it partly but do it completely Mm -hmm. and you know what you the the obedient one lives on the inside of you Mm -hmm. the one who obeyed in every area lives on the inside of me so even when my flesh is screaming i don't want to do that i can yield to the obedient one in me and i can obey with everything and it usually ends up to be not as hard of a task as we think it's going to be. That's so true. Right? When we yield in obedience, mm-hmm. it usually becomes that light yoke instead of the heavy yoke that yeah. we think it's going to be. What we've been dreading doesn't right. even come to pass. Right. Thank God. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Let's continue reading all down. Haggai 1, verse 13. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's message to the people, saying, I am with you says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I am with Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. That, that's the ability to do it right there. There's the ability. There's the how. I am with you because you have the presence of the Lord. I am with you, says the Lord. That is awesome. So, verse 14, so the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel. Let me go back. Let me see what that says in the Amplified. 13. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's message to the people, saying, I'm with you, says the Lord. Okay, it says the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just, checking. Just checking. <laughs> then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's message to the people, saying, I'm with you, says the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people, and they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. 
Wow. So what we have happening in, in those short verses right there is he's saying, I am with you. This is how you can do it. This, this is how you're going to have the ability to do it is I'm with you. Then he stirred them up. He stirred them up, which means he roused them. He awakened them. Uh, it means to excite, to raise up, to insight, to arouse to action, to open one's eyes. Hallelujah. It's also used of an eagle stirring up its nest. I've had the Lord stir, stir up, up my, my nest, nest a time or two. <laughs> <laughs> Where I was pretty complacent, I was kind of getting passive, and, you know, and just kind of lazy and just kind of going, whatever. And I have had my nest stirred up a few times. Praise God for it. I do not want to risk the full purpose and plan of God because of my convenience or because of convenience or comfort uh, or the passing pleasures of today. Mm -hmm. I want to be on point, on assignment. And so the Lord stirred up the people. He, he, I mean, he got a hold of them. He stirred them up. Uh, he renewed them with energy. He renewed them with desire to follow the plan and the purpose of God. He was waking them up. He was calling this, causing the scales to fall from their eyes, their spiritual ears to be opened so that they would build the house of God. Wow. Wow, there's a lot there. Doesn't that change your prayers? <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't have a long thing to say there about that, but I'm just thinking... If I started my day praying that, Lord, stir me up and help me build your house today. Mm -hmm. That totally takes your focus off of your needs, your wants, your desires, any of that. And it puts it on God. And then he can work with that. Yes, he sure and can. Then, because, but he's faithful in his word to say if we put him first, mm -hmm. he adds all those other things to yes. us, right? Right. Absolutely. And you know what? If you go back and read that, let's look at who all he stirred up. He said the Lord stirred up the, the spirit of Zerubbabel. Uh, and Zerubbabel is the governor. He stirred up the political realm. Come on, get this. He stirred up the political realm. Uh, the governor of Judah, he, he stirred up. The governor, he's the governor, Zerubbabel's the governor. So mm -hmm. he stirred up that a whole arena of the political realm. He stirred up uh, the spirit of Joshua, Just, the high priest, which is the spiritual or the priest. The priest was the one that represented God to man and man to God. He was the go-between in those days. He, he represents, uh, he was a forerunner or symbolic of Jesus, the mm -hmm, high priest. Mm -hmm. And so that began to be activated in this situation. Uh, he was stirred up, the priest who represented God to the people and the people to God, the, the symbolic one foreshadowing Jesus, the high priest. That, that spirit of Joshua was stirred up. It was incited. It was aroused. It was stirred to action. His eyes were open. He was excited. He was energized and renewed. And he also, and the spirit of all, all, A-double-L, the remnant of the people. He that means he didn't leave out anybody. <laughs> he didn't leave out anyone. 
and they came and worked on the house of the Lord. So everything, when you say yes to the assignment, when you say yes to the calling, when you answer that call and, and you start to move in it, God will bring you the people. God will bring you the resources. He will give you the energy. I know what I speak of. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still praying that and believing that. And sometimes we have to stir ourselves right. up, right? Oh, many times I've had to stir myself <laughs> mm-hmm. up and I've had to prophesy to myself and to my spirit, say, you are strong of the Lord and the power of his might. You are called, you're anointed. This is for this day and this hour. You have everything that you have needed. You've been given all things pertaining to life and godliness. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You're more than a conqueror in mm-hmm. Christ Jesus. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. God Preach has not it, given sister. me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound, sound mind. mind. <laughs> so sometimes <Yes. laughs> you have to stir yourself up. But the great thing is, is that the Holy Spirit is the one who's at the, the core of the stirring. Mm-hmm. And so he stirred up every arena needed the priestly realm the prophet he stirred up the uh the people uh he stirred up the governor the political realm all of it for his purposes to build his house now i know things may look topsy-turvy crazy in the united states of america it may sound totally upside down confused a mess and um there's a lot of stuff that needs to be changed. But I believe God is doing it to build up his church, to build up the temple, to build up a place and a house for God, for God to be lifted up in the mm-hmm. United States of America, for in God we trust. Because that's our foundation. That's our foundation. And, you know, uh, for, and for life, liberty, and justice for all. Mm-hmm. United. And so the last phrase of that verse, Don, says, and they worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. So there was unity of purpose. There was unity of purpose. There was unity in action. There was unity in their um, decision and to follow the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to do that. And it's just like if any team, they have to pull together for the same mission if they're going to accomplish it. Everyone has to get into agreement with the vision that's from the Lord, pull together, hear the voice of the Lord, hear the Spirit of the Lord, and then move mm-hmm. with it. And when you do that, then it begins to produce what you were called to do. Mm-hmm. And But if you are fighting and backbiting and strife and division and judging and fearful of what this one's doing or jealousy or, or just lazy or well, or just lazy mm-hmm. or, uh, and we're going to get into some other things some uh, the other reasons why they quit fulfilling the purpose of God, you, you end up not producing what you're called to produce. You'll produce something. Yeah. Not what you're called to do, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> May not and, benefit you. Yeah. And, you know, sitting here watching uh, our Facebook comments and, and uh, Miss Lorraine says, yes, Lord, stir me up. And that's I'm right there with you. Yes, Lord, stir me up. Don't you want, you know, I want to encourage you as we're about to uh, end the top half of our hour. I want to encourage you to invite the spirit of God to stir you up like that mama eagle with her nest. Because if that nest doesn't get stirred up, that baby is never going to learn to fly. It's always going to have to be fed. It's never going to, its wings are never going to get strong. They're never going to muscles. It's not ever going to learn to get out on its own. And so sometimes the Lord will allow our nest to be stirred and so that we can move forward into what God has for us. So Lord, stir the nest. Yes, Lord, Lord. stir us up to build your house. Build your house. You know, I'm not, and, 
Okay, bless you if you are in an actual building program of a church. Thank you, Jesus. God can help you to do that. And, uh, you know, we do need brick-and-mortar churches. But we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we are, we are moving in the kingdom of God to, to build a place or to be a place. Let's say mm -hmm. that. To be a place for the glory yeah, of God to be housed. Ministry doesn't start in the church as much as it does when we go out the doors, right? Exactly. So where we carry and make action, mm -hmm. just like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. we got to carry God, carry his glory, and make put action to it. Mm -hmm. Be him. Be like him. Yeah. When we go out in the world. Right. And we can't do it if we just no. stop the or church, stay in the doors. The church is really the place that we come to be equipped right, and, and to worship and encourage and fellowship. Then we're to take it Reminded out. Reminded that we're not church. alone. Yeah. yeah. And then be the church outside the doors. And so, you know, uh, if you're feeling stirred up today, and maybe it's a little uncomfortable in some areas of your life, because uh, I tell you what, it takes some stirring sometimes for there to be change. Most of us don't change unless there's something being stirred up. But that's up. a little conviction, not condemnation, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. It doesn't, God doesn't bring it to you with anger or no. jealousy. or mm -hmm. He's not that way with you. He just has love for you. Yes, so he So he's just trying to say, come on, baby. We yeah. can do this better. Yeah. Come on. There's a better there's path. There's a better way. There's a better way, and I'm going to show you. And I'm going to lead and you, I love you and, enable, and empower you. <laughs> mm -hmm. So listen, if you uh, need prayer today, would you call our prayer line at 866-241-0579, 866-241-0579. We have anointed, trained, powerful prayer ministers that will agree with you in prayer. And then we'll send you out some scriptures uh, free, uh, just a letter with some scriptures to back up. Uh, the topic or the area of need that you had for prayer. Also, go to our website at lourada.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org, and there's lots of free resources, previous radio podcasts, my TV shows, and a DVD series, seri series, not series, <laughs> series, and um, let's see, what else, blogs and just different things. So we invite you to go to that. And also, hey, when you order something on our, on our store, though, it helps us to continue preaching the gospel. Speaking of that, thank you for everyone, to everyone who helps us preach the gospel, who co-labor with me to preach the gospel on radio, TV, in person, on uh, cyber evangelism and all these things. Thank you. And if you've never given, hey, uh, just ask the Holy Spirit if you are one that God has put his finger on that says, hey, I want you to support this and uh, and be a part of this ministry. And you can go to our website at lueda.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org, and you can give that way, or you can do it on our prayer line, 866-241-0579, uh, 866-241-0579. We are so glad you're joining us today. We are not even halfway done yet, so don't go away. We will be right back to continue our teaching.